Hello, Editing Will here. Uh, just a little heads up, for some reason, at around the 20 minute mark, the mic starts to double up for a bit, like the audio doubles up, and I have no idea why, nothing changed in the room. I do apologise, it's only for a little bit of the episode, um, but just a heads up. Thank you very much. I will have to call my mother back after this. That's fine. Cause yeah. she'll be like, aren't you coming for dinner? No mum, I'm being cool, I'm playing with my friends. We're rolling. Dice. Camera. Action. Welcome to the BBEG podcast, which of course stands for Big Bad Evil Giraffes, um, <laughs> as present. Uh, I'm Hattie. I'm Will. And I'm Em. And this week's episode is brought to you by Dreadmaps, but more on that later. <laughs> Today's episode <laughs> Broad to polite Sorry, you threw me off with the today's episode I was like, yes, amazing yeah. That's not what we're doing though <laughs> What are we doing, Natty? What are we doing today? We are covering backstory So previously we did characters Now we're delving more into kind of like What makes them, who they are Flushing them has, out Yeah, what has gotten them to the campaign itself And kind of their whole it's being. one of the things where people are either invested in a backstory or they yeah. go, I'm just going to play the game and see what happens and I'll make a character through doing rather than yeah. rewriting something beforehand. I mean, I love a good backstory. It adds flavour to your character. It informs you on how to play. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's all about play. What so. is my personality going to be? I also think it's because we're all creatives. I think it's nice. So... Me and M are uh, actors, singers. Uh, Hattie is behind the camera, cinematographer. Yeah. So we all have some kind of creative aspect in the fact that we like characters. We yeah. need to know how a character yeah. is working. So I think that's why we yeah. prefer to have a solid backstory. Yeah. Because that's how our industry works. It doesn't mean it has to be like countless sides of a four paper. <laughs> it can be short. It can be half a page. I remember my first one was probably only about half a page because I was learning how to play and what worked for me and it was through the game did I start to go oh but then this that's yeah. the thing the thing with the backstory is like you don't want to tell yourself how your character acts with every interaction mm -hmm. um, so it's you don't want to put yourself into a corner however you don't want to give yourself nothing so when you're writing your backstory really be clear on what your character's motivation from the yeah. backstory is mm. That's kind of the thing I would yeah. say most. And also choosing whether you do backstory, writing about the character first, and then character creation. Yes. So you have like an end point of how, like, who they are at the beginning of the campaign rather than at the beginning of their life. Yeah. Or if you do character first and kind of work your way backwards, melds your stats to yeah. the story. Yeah. Um, which can influence, obviously, if you are. For my own example, if you are a tiefling sorcerer and you're like, do you know what? We're going to we're going to end trying to find community, so we're mm. going to start without one. Yeah. Then I'm going to write my backstory about that. Well, now I know that I'm going to be thinking about every mm. interaction we have from now on. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, we had both tieflings. I'm like, and I the community? I'm the chosen one. Oh. She's about to change anyway, so. <laughs> oh, we got D&D tonight. We got D&D tonight. Who knows what's going to happen? So if you didn't catch the first episode that yeah. we did, uh, I'm the DM of our current group. And then these two are two of my players. Uh, I've been playing for about five months now. This is my only campaign I've done so far. And Hattie oh, had bad hands. Hattie had awful hands. Like eight, nine months. That, okay, so yeah, <laughs> I think we've all gathered that numbers not my strong suit. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to maths, which I know is only to twelve. Yeah. However, <laughs> well, um, how many characters have you played then? I've played two. You played two. Yeah. And how did you do your backstories for both of them? So for my first, was it two? First two one-shots yeah. that I played. I played with the character I'd already created, but I didn't mm. need a backstory for her because it's it was a one-shot. One shot. It could be a throwaway character. Yeah. I no. made the one-shot so Hattie could basically start to learn just how to play. Yeah. yeah. And that was the point of it, was yeah. just to ease you in and go yeah. from there so she was ready to join the campaign. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah so we sense. jumped around with the levels. Normally you start with level one. I think we started yeah. on like level... We did level two, then level four, four and then I because where the story six. was, was level six. Yeah. So there was a lot of... I don't need a backstory because I'm already having to learn like spells and yeah. fighting and like yeah. all of this, um, which was great. But then it meant that when I did join the campaign, I had to, I tailored my backstory to fit the campaign rather than fitting the campaign around a backstory. So I already knew why I was there. Yeah. I already knew what job I had, what brought me there, what I was trying to achieve. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, I, I, I don't believe it was very detailed, the first one you got from me. No, it was pretty good in all fairness. I told you essentially where they would be meeting you. Yeah. And uh, what was going on in that scenario. And I left how you got there completely yeah. down to you. Yeah. So your beginning to the characters meeting you was all what you had decided and just apart from adding a few flares of, oh, to get to this position that you are in in yeah. this current situation, you've just worked for a few years yeah. doing this. Yeah. Everything else was oh, purely what, her. What was the character? I uh, wasn't there for this. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so I was a elf druid. Okay, classic, yeah. Um, and I started on, I want to say my own planet, because it was yeah. quite, like, space it was set on um, the Spelljammers unit, yeah. so it was called Light of Xerixis. It was yeah. a pre-written campaign, uh, and it's all about space. Yeah. So she, I told her she had the complete freedom to say, you are from a different planet, it does not matter. Oh, wow. So yeah. the, the, the integration with the rest of the party must have been hella weird. It was because I hadn't met most of them either. So my integration into the party was <laughs> a surprise. You talking about players, not characters. You hadn't met most of the players. I hadn't met most of the players, hadn't met any any of the characters either. Yeah, because the characters we did for the one shot, we didn't use our campaign characters. Yeah. We'd use different characters. A, so it had a, everyone had a chance to try a different character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also because um, I was DMing the campaign, I got two of our friends who also DM in that campaign yeah. to do to do there to do the one shots. Yeah. Because then Hattie was here because we did that campaign online. Yeah. So me and Hattie were at the same table. Yeah. So I could help her throughout just to make yeah, sure she's this number this number yeah. this your equipment. Yeah. Yeah. So These are the dice. my friends Roll this. it was Adam and Tyler it who was, DM'd. Yeah. When Adam then Tyler wasn't it? 
Yeah, Adam was the first one. Granny Apples Pie. Granny Apples Pie, and then yeah, yeah Tender Granny Apples Pie. Yeah, that was the. We have we to got. go hunting for, for the, re- the best apple, apple pie, pie recipe. recipe. Duh. Yeah. Obviously. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That was like a cute little introduction because it was. I can't remember who else was there. It was us two and Tyler. Yes. Sam. Sam. Yeah. So there were people who were used to new players. Yeah. And everyone was at level two. Yeah, level two. So we all kind of like plodded along. And a lot of times it would be like, I don't understand. And obviously because you're on camera, uh, Adam or Tyler could hear me go, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so everyone would then be, oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. Oh, you could do this. Oh, you could do that. So it was all very, it was a very community based, which made it wonderful. And then obviously joining the main uh, campaign. You really feel like you could actually go, actually my backstory is going to fit in no matter what, because these people are, I will find a way to link up my backstory with their backstory. Brilliant. I think it's generally, if you're playing with the right kind of people, you can have any backstory you want. And that's why I just continue that campaign. (laughs) 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 I'm joking. I've got some great friends from that group. Yeah. But no, it was really, it was quite interesting and I liked having an ending to work to that I hadn't thought of because obviously brand new and I was like, I don't know. I do believe one of the questions I had for you was, what can't I do? Or what can I do? And you're like, anything, just write it down. Um, It doesn't matter. What's your aspirations in life? Yeah. (laughs) And then you start like delving into like her, why why is she left? Why is she there? Who is she? (laughs) So what a question we have written down is, is a backstory necessary? And you just said you did two one shots without really any backstory. Yeah, no, yeah. So it's very much you learn by doing and fill, fleshing out the character as you go. Yeah. But I think a backstory is necessary stuff to feel some kind of connection with the character. You want to kind of have some aspect. I think yeah. for one shots, it's not a necessary thing no. because the whole point of a one shot is to get from A to B. Yeah. Your character is presented with some sort of mission, quest, whatever. And that is your goal for the next two to four hours. Yeah. yeah. You're not having time to bond. You're not, it's not, most one shots aren't incredibly role playing based. It's just get this done. Yeah. Within the time frame and yeah. get it back to me. Um, yeah, sure, you do meet other characters, but at that point, no one cares where you came from or that you were left at the doorstep, you know, yeah. the local office. We have a job to do. Yeah, it's just get this done. Whereas for a campaign. Yeah. I do think it's necessary. If you're going to be playing them for nine months. You're playing with, hopefully, friends, you know, or you could be playing with people that you've never met before, essentially what you kind of did joining us. But, um, you know, I think a backstory lets people in that you're playing with into how you work a bit. Yep. And your own creativity and like, ooh, that's exciting, that's different. I never thought of that. Like, um, Beth in our campaign. Yeah. I loved their backstory for their character. It was so good. It was an auto-gnome wizard. Yes. Oh, wizard? Auto-gnome? Basically a mechanical gnome. Yeah. <laughs> sure. The auto-gnome was created by another wizard. So she w- uh, their character, Temi, was created by... Well, the actual wizard was called Temi Silverspark. Yeah. And this wizard had created the autonome and what happened was the autonome basically copied everything their character did and eventually started to believe that they were that character 
Oh, that's an AI overthrowing. Yeah. That's my biggest fear, by the way. So the autonym. Yeah. That's my worst fear. Yeah. So the autonym killed yeah. the wizard. And assumed. <laughs> because it, it was an autonym with brilliant. basically a dual personality, and the Temi personality overrided her mainframe and uh, convinced the character that she was now this character. Yeah. So then she escaped That's everything absurd. and started exploring. So everyone who met her yeah. thought that the autonome was this, I'm not saying famous, but a decently well-known yeah. sort of wizard that specialised in chronology, which yeah. is gravity magic. No, time magic. Time magic, yeah. Um, and yeah, and the whole point was she, their character had this point where the actual autonome personality yeah. would sometimes slip in. Mm -hmm. So Temi was there, so convinced, so serene and calm, but every time they started to get angry, mm -hmm. the real personality started to come through. And that personality was essentially cognitive of everything that they had done. So that personality knew that they had killed the original. But the fake personality did not were have living any... in the... They had shutters yeah. on, this is what I'm They generally now. thought that they were that person. So then everyone else had no clue that was going that on. That must have been a fantastic backstory to write. Yeah. Oh my God. And it, when they presented it to me... When you write your me, own twist. Yeah. <laughs> and when they presented it to me, I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah. Like, absolutely epic. And um, I loved it. And yeah. You could have made them the BBEG if you really wanted to. Yeah, I could have, but uh, the BBEG for that one had a different twist. Oh, oh my God. So at the, end of, at the end of this campaign, we'd already had one member uh, one of, leave one of, us. Yeah, one of our uh, players had to leave partway through the campaign. Yeah. Absolutely fine. That happens. Yeah. Um, but their backstory was that they were an astral elf. Yes. And mo and the villainous characters in this campaign were also of astral elf origin. Yeah. However, their backstory also mm. it detailed, like, was abused as a child. Oh, yeah, they yeah. went in. Um, so what the people <laughs> did... They dark places. What the people Sometimes your backstory, yeah, just, you can have a oh, happy yeah. backstory, but most people do go yeah. dark. Yeah. You need an origin story need from someone. So Every villain needs an origin yes. story. The background story was they were a child, their mother had died, and in the grief of their mother dying, the father was trying to, like, can't remember if it was resurrect the mother or whatnot, but um, the father was finding all these magical runes uh, and use them to experiment on their child, which was Tyler's character. Yeah. But not just magical runes, tattooed the runes onto their skin. Oh, hell. So, okay. Is he a, was he a, uh, you say he was a wizard, so all of his, was it all of his spells are on his? Yeah. Oh God, was he also a wizard? Or was he a sorcerer? He a magical being. Yes. He, he, yeah, the, the character was magical. And then, so every time they casted a spell, one of the runes on their skin would glow, glow because oh. that was like their arcing focus, essentially. So we, we made it work like that. And then to the part where they had to leave. Yeah. So, you know, outside reasons, had to step back, cool, fine. Me and Tyler go back from drama school. So we have a great relationship and we always chat in. And I was like, oh, we're coming to the end of the campaign. How are you doing? Don't know. You are more than welcome to come back in for the final, yeah. final episode, as it were. And I gave them the option. I went, I've got two ideas. Either you can come back in 
and you know join them like because we did it that part of their backstory that they had become a spell jammer and in the game spell jammers are yes. a person with magical means who can uh, drive airships spaceships oh nice. it has okay. to be done through magic yeah. yeah so they had found a sort of father figure who took them in as a captain and trained them to be a spell jammer so that was like their fatherhood role now mm. Uh, they came back for them to say, our planet is now in danger. The original yeah. planet that was impacted by the astral elves to begin with. Yeah. So that was the way of Tyler's character leaving was like being summoned back to the planet to help as much as possible. It was a beautiful exit. Like it was, it was like goodbye, guys. He gave away all of his belongings to us. Like a really thought out, and we genuinely thought we're never going to see him again. So it was a lot of like, thank you so much for the gift. Mm, goodbye. Um, so we carry on, completely forgetting that his character exists out there in the ether, yeah. and we reach the end of the game. And on Discord. <laughs> literally <laughs> yep. chaos yeah. and basically Tyler entered the game the, uh, yeah he left and entered the game the same way I entered the game where M kind of builds up to a moment and describes the character as the picture you have sent so it was one of those where you see a figure coming toward what was mine you see a figure coming towards yeah, you yeah. she has brown hair and is and you notice her from whatever you were doing yeah. previously yeah. and then obviously it was like Harriet tries to crawl yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, hello <laughs> He's like, would you like to introduce yourself? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met half of you. Hello. <laughs> but the difference with Tyler's one was, yeah. with the whole tattoo thing, his character wore clothes that no one could yes. see. Yeah. So they didn't know about the tattoos. So when oh. I described their character coming in, he was topless. Yes. So like, was not wearing a robe, was in trousers. Yeah. Like I was, you know, it was clean. Um, it was like PG-13 game so the character was coming down on the head of a solar dragon yes yep yes just descending down I'm trying to picture this in my head yes it's like you know I'm not saying ripped but it's like good looking body you literally described him as being like jacked and tatted and we were like oh my god who is this George was like hi I was like I seduced the stranger and then Tyler popped up on the screen and George's reaction was are you kidding me what do you mean we're in the middle of a a battle they are just about to face off against the prince of this um, of this uh, city um, who is the main villain of the entire thing they've got a twin he is the BBEG yeah Yeah. now there is a part they've got a twin sister I'm trying not to say too much in case anyone who wants to play it but um, they've had a falling out and they're at this point where essentially it's about their survival so they're evil but it is about their planet's survival Um, and the players, the only way that they can really stop what's going on is by killing their main star, which will destroy their planet. So it's basically... Oh. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's basically, we protect our planet and every other planet because this uh, you know, planet of people have gone around killing other planets for their survival. Yeah. So do we destroy theirs and we can all move on and know that there's peace across the universe or... So they're having that standoff. Tyler's character comes down. Just to preface this, it, we're not doing too well. Um, yeah. We, when it comes In what to sense? okay, when it comes to fighting, uh, you do a very clever thing when it comes to fighting. Where kind of 
it will it will much like storytelling it will build to a point and then end mm. so we were reaching kind of midway through and we'd not made very good choices yeah. some of us were not doing too hot anymore <laughs> some of us were hiding um and, there was and that was the fight into the planet yeah. Yeah. So we just hadn't even started this fight that was about no, to happen. But we were not yeah. doing well. So when you described this this beautiful creature <laughs> to come in, all of us were like, Yes! So saved! Yeah. No one knew no one knew if he was good or bad. Yeah. We just saw this figure come down on a solar dragon and because the uh, prince and the princess had connections to solar dragons. Yeah. And the prince had summoned a sort of robotic goliath yes. I can't remember yeah. what it's yeah. called a, oh a Zodar yes. it's called a Zodar which is like a guardian yeah. for their planet to be his champion so they were about to face off against this champion so did you think this was just a heroic NPC and had planned just in case you're going tits up so from the description and oh, we didn't bad. know <laughs> no from <laughs> the that's a line you know. yeah <laughs> Hilarious, but no. Um, it was the end. You you were going all out. Hence, hence the uh, reoccurrence of uh, <laughs> So we got the, obviously the description and it came yeah. down. And by then, obviously, all of our... Yeah. Uh, um, what do we use? Discord chats. Yeah. It, it, we'd already seen who had arrived because obviously yeah. it comes up character name. Yeah. And you guys so they were playing. They were like, oh my god, Tyler's. <laughs> Perry. That was his name. Yeah. Right? Perry. Perry's come back yes. and they're going to help us. And because Astral Elf, I think someone went, oh my god, Astral Elf makes sense. Yeah. They must have a connection to the Wonderful. dragons. Yeah. Can't believe he's got the dragon to come help us. No. no. He landed <laughs> on the other side of the line. No. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and we were like, hi, oh my god, so lovely to see you. And I don't think you even gave a description. I just think Tyler opened with, I'd like to cast this. Yeah. And we were like, we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and they found, because they were like, why, why are you doing this? And it, uh, so they explained it. The twins, the prince and the princess, um, me and Tyler spoke about it, so I, like I said, I gave him the options. I went, this is your backstory. I went, we can play with it a little bit. Maybe they weren't your real parents. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you're an astral elf. I went, and I'd already went, we can either have you come back in and be with them, or we can make you a slight villain. And straight away, Tyler was like, villain, villain. done. <laughs> and everyone wants to play a villain. That's why I do villain one-shots. They are epic. There's a difference between, sorry, just did there. Villain one shots and I'm gonna make chaotic evil cause. Yeah. So, so you gave Tyler the opportunity to be like, do you want to be the bad guy? And he was like, I'll happily change, twist my backstory. Yeah. Like, and all it did was change it that his parents weren't his real biological parents. That actually he was the missing child of the king and queen of this planet. So he was the missing, well, no, he was the missing <laughs> half-brother. Yeah. He was a half-brother, and that the Prince of Delhi had found him, yeah. convinced him that it was his twin sister that got rid of him. So he was fully on his side, and basically went, if you help me protect my planet and help me rise to the throne, I will give you a part of this land. Like, you will be in my council. You So guy who came from... I mean, poverty essentially, mm. and then rose him to be a rose up to be a really renowned, really good and renowned spell jammer. So he was making decent money mm. to then be like, oh hell yeah, I've got like royalty at me now. Tyler's like, hell yeah, and also it was just a fun. He went, actually, this is really cool because they wouldn't expect it. Oh no, of course not. 
So not only did they have to face against this champion that was mega damn strong to begin with. Yeah, like he, like he had a lot. Yeah. In every fight, I dumped him down a bit. No, I know, but in every fight where he was present on our team, yeah, he was putting in a lot of power. Oh, um, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was carrying quite yeah. literally me, and, like, <laughs> and sometimes, uh, did we have a? Was one person a brick or was that a one shot? That was a one shot. Ah, oh, okay. So I'd say quite literally, uh, Sam. So you, in but, that campaign, you had a paladin that was uh, from a homebrew subclass because it was of the common folk. Yeah. About like um, communism and whatnot. Um, you had druid. Yeah. Uh, you had. I think he was a wizard. I just can't think of remember what type. But Wizard or Sorcerer Tyler was one of them. Um, then you had Beth, who was playing a Chronogy Wizard. Yeah. You had Georgia, who was playing a Goliath Barbarian. Yeah. Who never used this incredible item that I gave her. Let it be known, Georgia. Livid. Um, <coughs> I gave them all because yeah. they were starting off at level four or five. They all came from different backgrounds. I was like, oh, if you're already starting this campaign at this level, I'm going to give you all a magic item. Like you gave us the runes just to go, here's something to play with? Or well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that, but obviously a bit more powerful than what those runes were. Oh, yeah, it was tailored so like people could have fun with it, but it not be too much. So everyone had, they, you know, yeah, a no, new one when you came in. It was a great staff. Um, and basically she had a glaive. Yeah, that she she came from a moon, not a planet. So her glaive was powered by moonlight, and yes. through it could cast moonbeam. Oh, this yes, okay. And the only uh, like con to that glaive was the only way you could recharge it was by moonlight. Yes. You're in space. Moons are everywhere. <laughs> so unless it was like a solar eclipse, which I had planned, if things were going too far their way, to be like, cool, we can shake things up a bit. Yep. But um, yeah. So, he entered the fray, they lost their minds when they realised he was not there to help them. And the fact I've was never great. felt so betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically, it made for a great story. It was wonderful yeah. in the yeah. end, but it was one of those where, like, Tyler was one of the people I'd relied on to, like, help <laughs> me out. Unless you've done my mentor. In, like, so many situations where either I didn't know what was going on, or, yeah. or yeah. just generally my character who doesn't like I'd written into her backstory because yeah. I was not very I personally was not very good in like fight situations so I would obviously like roll initiative and jump in but there was always that like hesitant can I use can't I use kind yeah. of thing so I wrote it into the backstory just because that was me <laughs> I was going to say what you know because <laughs> yeah. your character's capabilities yeah. were strong yeah there was an element of A you learning how to use your character yeah. because yes okay we'd go on level 2 level 4 level 6 there was two one-shots into a campaign at yeah. level six. That is a lot to take in, but it was the easiest way I could think of because you wanted to play, yeah. and also easing you in in a way. Level two is great to start off with anyone, even level three. I think level one person is quite boring because you literally get the bare minimum, whereas level two, you start to get some of the features, or you know, if you're a magic user or whatnot, certain classes already start to get certain features, yeah. but everyone's got something by level two. Yeah. And then level three, you have the basics unlocked, and I don't think it's too much for anyone. But to go thinking, okay, we're at level six. How do we do this? Let's do level two, 
get that choked down. Yeah, understand oh. these components and these yeah. bad components. Yeah. So <laughs> on that note, when coming to a backstory and you start at level one, you want to write the ultimate cool person to play this adventurer who's going and save the planet. How do you, as a DM, take a backstory and go, would you ever go, that's too powerful, you're level one, can you think? Would you ever ask them to change their backstory? Um, I think it's about having a conversation with the player. Um, I don't think I've got any of you to change any of your things. Um, oh, I would love to use kind of a, a new guy. Yeah, so, give it uh, away. Yeah. Um, but, okay, I'll just say it like this. Cam came in with a really cool concept of what their character was. Cam has a fantastic creative mind. He, yes. He, yeah, he has fantastic And yes, in terms of their backstory, if they were saying this is how my character's entering yeah. from what they had said, you're way too strong. Some of that power I don't even think a level 20 has. Do you get what I mean? No. Oh it, yeah, no, that was like, a lot of... It was so creative. But even he'd written it into his backstory that at some point this power that he did have he lost for whatever reason yeah there you go so, so yes the easy way of not like going around Cameron's backstory not giving it away <laughs> well um, at the minute i'm playing boulders gate 3 yeah which m is gonna get as soon as he gets uh, upgrades his laptop um but in a few weeks <laughs> i come off ship yes and have money <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could get a third mic um <laughs> so oh, let's not go too far <laughs> <laughs> um the Baldur's Gate 3 reason, there's a character called the Blade of Something, but he's like renowned in his community about being a hero. And da -da -da -da. Um, Baldur's Gate starts with, I'm not sure how much this is spoilers, but literally the intro is Mind Flayers, Parasite in the Eye, the Parasite sucks your ability, and that's he, that's how he uses it. That it's like, I used to be this, and then they infected me with this, and now I can't do this. So there has to be a logical reason for an overpowered character to lose that ability yeah. and then go on this adventure yeah um so i think backstories really they, they have to understand why they can't yeah they have to acknowledge yeah no, yeah i think that's what a backstory is for yeah. i'm this is my backstory if if you start up here yeah the forest yeah. my character my tiefling rogue comes from nothing come from an infant and he's learned as he goes all his characteristics yeah, from yeah. the first 20 yeah, years don't come from nothing no, yeah, yeah. You became nothing very fast. I, became, I had everything and lost everything. Um, but from that losing everything, that's how his character yeah. was built yeah. up. He could have had everything and had a very different life. Yeah. But I was like, no, nah, I don't want to be... I got loads of money and I have lots of influence in... But I yeah. didn't want to be that. I wanted yeah. to build relationships yeah. up. So I was like, don't want to be. So my second... No, technically my third. Uh, so I've done like seven campaigns mm. in total. First one, Garen DM'd. Yeah. I was player, that was my elf wizard. Second one, I DM'd, which was I Spy a Peak, but Tyler's sister wanted to give D&D um, &D a go. So me, Tyler, and his sister played with Garen DMing as a side. So I had a little character for that, which was a blade singer. Yeah. Which yeah. is, sorry, again, I've been DD for five months, I don't know what... what Blade Singer is a wizard subclass, 
kind of think yeah. when you have a fighter who becomes an eldritch knight, so a fighter who can uh, access spells, it's yes. a wizard who is a bit more skilled in fighting. Okay. So easiest way to do so it. So you can get into it a bit more. Yeah. Not saying as much as a fighter. Does he get any more hit points? No. <laughs> you get in in the fighting, but you're still weak as it. Yeah, but you get some of the proficiencies of, oh, I can actually handle some armor and some weapons. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So slap, uh, shield, no, not shield, uh, frostbite. Yeah. I'm thinking of the spell. Mage armor. Ah. Yeah, slap mage armor on top of what you're wearing. AC. Brilliant. Yes. Do you get what I mean? Um, but my actual third character that I played was a fighter. Subclass was a rune knight called Dalin Fireforge. Yeah. You are and Fireforge. Yeah. Okay. And the reason for Fireforge was his trade was a blacksmith. Uh, so he came from a long okay. family line of blacksmiths yeah. uh, that specialised in weaponry and all that sort of yep. stuff and they were renowned throughout the land woo um, <laughs> and when they hit like a certain age or whatever um, the family like legacy is to go out and wander for a year yeah. and hopefully either find your own sense of what your purpose is because oh it's not a certain age it's when that person is about to take over the family business uh, his dream was to set up another like shop in another city and basically get it to like a guild status yep. so they weren't just hiring dragonborns because that's how they started they were accepting all people of yeah. uh, races and walks of life because they wanted to just share the skill yes and that was just their backstory so he had everything in that sense he didn't come from humble beginnings because his family had already done that yep. but he still had a purpose where it was like I want to do I make my stamp on it and yeah also taking some homebrew aspect he wasn't just a dragonborn he was a rainbow dragonborn fantastic so, I don't know what that is but continue so rainbow scale <laughs> yeah so all the scales were rainbow and uh, what we did with that was we made a table of all the different elements that a dragonborn can be <laughs> yes. and every time I went to use my breath weapon I had to roll, roll to find out <laughs> what was going to come out that's brilliant and it was great and it was the same with the resistance I would roll at the beginning of the day to find out that was my type resistance for the day and because he was a blacksmith uh, we agreed that if I was making weaponry and armor and stuff like that I was allowed to infuse my breath into it Oh, to yeah. either give it some extra properties so yeah. lightning could, sword yeah. I think I made um, a necrotic sword at some point like, because I again I didn't know what okay. was coming out oh my god didn't know <laughs> yeah. what was coming out so I think I called it um, life stealer or something um, and I think I gave it to George's character you gave it up why well, I was like um, yeah like I didn't need it I had the stuff that I did need and I was trying to help the others in my party just yeah. like have some better stuff so it was a so in that sense your backstory literally was to help people that was your character uh, not yeah. help people directly but your the trade could yeah the trade you, taught, you learned could influence he wanted to take people. his family business to a like global sort yeah. of scale you know it's like having a bakery and then becoming Gales. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. Gales in every bloody corner in London. <laughs> yeah. We were once a humble coffee shop and now we're prep. Yeah. Um, yes. But not for the sake of money and fortune. It was for the sake of 
showing people because people would come to that city yeah. anyway to see yeah. their stuff was part of the backstory. But yeah, and it just had a different take. It was all quite positive, but still wanting to find their own mark. Yes. And in that, it was them adventuring for the first time. So yes, they had trained a bit to be yeah. a fighter and whatnot, but they had never actually ventured this far away from home. So they were handy in a fight, but they were still learning how to handle themselves in the outside world, yes. whilst meeting new people, trusting people, yeah, mm-hmm. touching things that he really shouldn't. I got cursed. Probably, well, I got a curse sword. And what did the curse do? Uh, basically, depend when I used it, uh, I had to roll three d sixes. D sixes, yeah. Had to roll three d sixes, and depending on what numbers it landed on, yeah, affected what effect the sword would do. Okay. So let's say it was like three ones, three threes, or certain numbers, or if I get a one and a two, or yeah. two ones, and it doesn't matter what the other, it would change the effect of the sword. If I got three ones, <laughs> what is that? Two is snake eyes, instant death saves. <gasps> Two is snake eyes, three oh is instant death saves. Oh yeah. my god! It's the next logical step. Or was it three sixes? It, but something like that. If I got three yeah. of a certain number, yeah. I went into immediate death saves. Like Monopoly, when you get a two, you get another chance. Yeah. So <laughs> you don't know. So that was a risk. I only no. got that sword out for special That's, occasions. Yeah, you would do. Nothing, yeah. really. But the way I got that sword was touching a chest, which cursed me yeah. so I kept seeing these uh, visions of this um, like god thing that I'd been marked by yes and I was like great uh, what's going okay. on okay is that have you ever weaved a curse into one of your backstories a I want to say flaw a hindrance if anything not a flaw um, I like money too much as a flaw so I'm going to steal everything an actual hindrance that affects your character being who they are. Have you ever written that into a backstory? In terms of like a curse or a hex? Or yes. Um, no, I haven't. Or at least not a character I've played. I have written quite a few different backstories because at some point I'm like, oh, this would be so cool. Yeah. I have an idea for a character. Yeah, and then yeah. by the time that's come around for me to actually create another character, I've probably stumbled onto something else. Yeah. So my current character that I am playing in, a, you know, in Tyler's campaign... Uh, was an Asimar and obviously they're like an angelic sort of race uh, has no idea how he got onto the planet that he is uh, now on okay. yeah. but basically yeah. fell from the sky you know to the curb when you fell from heaven yeah <laughs> it did it really did um, yes I can't remember instant anything instant death yeah. <laughs> he has no recollection of his past life oh so he understands that People of his kind, that's where they come from. Yes. But he doesn't know why he's yeah. on Earth. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, if you look at some of the lore of Asimars, they're quite like actually judgmental characters. Yeah. So it's very much like, we're better than you. He was raised by tieflings. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he was taken in by that's tieflings. Yeah. Okay. And you're raised by from, demons. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> and from that, saw the injustice that tieflings typically see. Because a lot of the lore for tieflings is that. You know, people are very racially biased against them yeah. because of the way they look, and saw that. So is quite, you know, pro oh. anti-racism. Yeah. yeah. Um. Although he was slightly racist himself in the in the last session, um, he told the half elf probably why they were half elf. Um. 
Swiftly moving on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> but it was for a good reason. Like yeah. it didn't just come out of nowhere. Context is important. Yeah. And so their backstory is being quite prominent kind of doesn't care now yeah. where they should or are Actually, from. To be fair, on that note, Callista, mm. um, Hattie's character, we don't know why currently in the campaign, but she's a tiefling. Yeah. Does not like humans, but no. we do not know why. Yeah. So we fully know that Callista has a prejudice. Yeah. Can you... Oh, uh, yeah. I'm assuming M knows because you would have sent the back. No, I don't. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lies. Right. If you say that, it means I've it. just like sent my backstory to some <laughs> friend on WhatsApp. Like, look, I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell me anything about how you... Okay, not, yeah. not the reason why, but how you came to that decision that that's going to be a heavy aspect of my backstory. So... Well, I, I want to play this character. Needed an incentive, yeah. for one. Needed a big incentive. Um, mainly because I'd done the kind of the very cutesy, very nice kind of like earth dweller before. Dweller. I was like, yeah. I wanna mess up some stuff. <laughs> so the first, yeah. So the first draft I wrote you was very much like that. And looking at all of the, because I wrote the backstory with the spells list next to me oh, as I was creating okay. the story, because I needed to know what she would have gained when she was born, arose, whatever it was. So looking at the spells list, I was like, "Mm, somebody gave me fire. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, I'll add that in. So that's how it started. I was like, wonderful. She's gonna really like fire. Um, but that, she that does. explains a lot. Oh she my does. God. So the fire aspect again, without giving stuff away, is all related to you know backstories and classes and all yeah. that stuff, and your race. Yeah. And this bitch will literally go. Can I touch this? No. And set it on fire. New, so this is a new. When we leveled up, obviously, we got a whole bunch of new stuff. So yeah. my backstory already being quite like one. They're, they look very demonic. You have yeah. the horns, the red skin, and yes. I was like, I am gonna have it be not a nice backstory. There are some backstories yeah. where it's like, she just wants to find herself. Yeah. Mine is like, my parents got married and decided to go traveling, and halfway yeah. through their travels, they ended up in a fight, and they both died right after I was born, yeah. and therefore was rescued by humans. You'd think that was great. That's like, I love you. Wonderful. They saved me. They saved me. However, the man was on the uh, attacking side. So he is a bad guy yes. who has found me and gone, oh no, oh, yeah. You've I explained don't know. this a little bit, haven't you? Yeah, this yeah. is all, this is all. Yeah. Uh, yes. dead, uh, yeah. dead. From the vision quest. Yes, yes. That's yeah. so right. it's just like, I have a baby, <laughs> and I don't know what to do with the yeah. baby. Um, Me at any party, but it's like, oh my god, <laughs> you didn't know that though, did you? No. That's not what she had said. No. no. So, so I, that she wasn't said that you were saved by I him. I was saved by him, he took yes. me back to a village, and therefore, the villagers went, you're not bringing that in here. Uh, yeah. So he was like, oh, don't know what to do with this child. So hid me outside. Yeah. yeah. Because they are a very racist community, I was not, I didn't have any interaction yeah. and lived in a cave. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, I remember that. So yeah. there are a lot of jokes during the campaign where it's just like, oh, don't know if I can read this, I'll roll for it, but I grew up in a cave, so <laughs> here you go. Like, like, hey. This week's episode of the BBEG podcast is brought to you by Pirate Island. This is an incredible map created by Dread Maps. Now, Dread has an incredible catalogue of maps for you to discover 
all at a solid price of $5.99. An incredible array filled uh, with love, suitable for any sort of adventure that you want. And in the link below, 40% discount for anyone who goes on to the link. You can find them on Ko-Fi, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok. We don't even have that. <laughs> we don't have anything. We are undiscoverable <laughs> on like Judd Maps. They got everything. Yeah. This man is clued up. The link to their website will be below. So yeah, the whole creation of Callista and her whole tumultuous backstory, um, I find really interesting mm -hmm. and really cool. And I can do it just from a creative background. I find it really interesting yeah. and really easy. Um, however, I understand that's not for everybody, and you can end up with writer's right, block. We're creators, we kind of know yeah. how to build a character, whether that's through writing or through doing, we can flesh out a character. But yeah, writer's block is an awful thing. How many character backstories have you started and never finished? Yeah, I, I finished it. I started writing a, a halfling wizard or some halfling druid. I was like, I can't think of anything to write. It's like, I have okay. a cool thing, but I can't get it from here to here. So don't know. So there are websites okay. that sometimes like, generate stuff. Yeah. Um, so the ones I've got written down are kassoon.com, uh, K A S S O O N.com, tetra cube.com and D&D Lounge, that's a more of a background generator to okay. help you. Um, so there are like things that you just go, just give me an idea, generate, can I build on this? Yeah. Um, there, there are so many ways to help build anything. Yeah. yeah. It, would, it sounds stupid, but you could write just typical ideas onto pieces of paper, rip them up, put it in a bowl, and just start pulling <laughs> out and see where it leads you. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, are they a baker? Are they this? It could be anything. And just see what that starts to roll in your head. Because just get something that says a baker, you yeah. might go, okay, well, how did they get into baking? Ah, uh, a sorcerer has an affinity for fire. Yes. Sorry, like, stupid I know. Yeah. I thought, oh, it was a byproduct of my fire. I can have bread rice. Yeah, yeah. I learned that Weed. I... <laughs> Callista would have been so much more different. And that one piece of little piece becomes a small detail, yeah. but yes. it gets your mind working to find the fully fleshed character. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I created a system, I was, me and the girlfriend went to Greece a few months ago, and these guys know I created my own randomised D&D mm. backstory writer. Mm. Um, if you look at the back of the player's handbook, it does say, well, I'm got awful memory, you're already six to find out there, I, you are the place Oh, the flaws and the traits. The flaws and the traits. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. Yes, the traits. They give you traits. Yeah. I come up with six, which was just loves, hates, fears, yeah. a general adjective, um, and two other things. And it just like the player's handbook gives you a list, so you might end up with the same. Mm. All you need is one other person to go. Can I have four things you might hate? Four things you love? Four things you fear? Four random? Yeah. And yeah. just roll a d4. And I came up with a. Um, Oh, I said halfling wizard before. No, it was a halfling druid before. This was a halfling wizard. Yeah. He was small in stature and yay. But when his community came into a 10 year drought, then coming back to what you were saying about making a backstory on spells, um, he feared fighting. He was charismatic. So he could wrap people around their fingers. And when he found out he was the only wizard in this town who could use his spells, create water, good yeah. berry create yeah. fire he was the one who actually took care of them yeah so i turned that into 
for 10 years he sat on his ass doing yeah. nothing yeah and then when the drought ended he had no use for it he ended up like all well, the crops were growing and it was a really good harvest that year he went i'm gonna go burn everything down because <laughs> i they need me why not i have why lost with us and fire <laughs> <laughs> i have lost all sense of purpose and there's one night he just snuck out and set fire to all the grain Yep. And the, the mayor comes out, and the guards came out, and the farmers came out with pitchforks and swords and torches. Uh, and he stood there and went, this is why you need me. But all that came from was he was, one of the fears was afraid of needles. Uh, and my logic was, what is a sword but a big needle? Yeah. So he's going to try and avoid conflict. And as we've said before, wizards yeah. have low HP, so he's going to be a wizard because yeah. he doesn't want to be in the fight. Yeah. That's how I came up with the, the class. It's a real roundabout way. I do have a YouTube video about it. Sorry to promote myself. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, look at Poke Prowl's uh, D&D randomizer, D&D backstory randomizer on YouTube. There's a video there. But it's like, there's really good ways to get around writer's block. Mm, yeah. It could be, and I just love the fact, I never even thought about writing down a job and how a job could be yeah. any use. Literally anything, like you said, with adjectives and all that sort of stuff. It's like the charades game where you just yeah. all put random words into a ball yes. and that's what you have to count. It's the same sort of principle. Put it on a ball, see what comes out and see where it leads you. Done. And if you don't like it, then you kind of already start to get an idea. It's like, well, no. Actually, yeah, I don't want this. Yeah. I'd rather this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah. So I think the backstory to round off this whole episode, Hattie, our backstory is important. Yes. However, the amount you write and the amount of detail you put in can be quite unique. So, yeah. and something you should probably consult your DM about. Yeah. Because if they already have a fully fleshed world, yeah. adding in loads of detail that you want to include, it's not, it's going to get missed. You're going to yeah. lose things. Um, but if you are going in for a, a cheeky one shot, just testing the water, you can leave the backstory. Yeah. You can leave yeah. it. To just maybe make another the time. Characters to play yes. Maybe the one shot helps you figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And M, our backstory is important. Yes, I. They are. Um, just do me a favor and don't make it a backstory of a one singular trope that you run for the entire campaign. Because I will throw you off the castle roof at the end of it. I feel like missed something. <laughs> <laughs> one of the players. I don't even care. Uh, and it was my first ever campaign that I DM'd was a, again, communist, but mm. wasn't an issue, um, yeah. but was a druid Russian communist that all they cared about was mm. if they could flog a Bend It Like Beckham DVD. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that was two very different, oh my God. No. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and it, it was just, and everyone in the town went, what's a DVD? Well, I, yeah. I was like, welcome to D&D. Um, we don't have electric here. Yeah. But also, like, it just became their running gag, and you could kind of sense everyone's a bit like, this isn't going... It, yeah. it was dead. Yeah. It, the joke's land. happened now, stop. Whereas, yeah. like, to do a 180 on the communist thing, Sam... Yes. It's funny because they were both called Sam. Oh, no. Um, but uh, good Sam, yeah. as I'm going to call it. Yeah. Uh, their paladin, you know, centered around communism. It wasn't a trope. It was part of their yeah. thing that when they were going around to different areas, they were handing out flyers to promote the cause. Yes, that's not a trope. That no. is a so. 
we were you were in a oh were you there for that I don't know but they were in a mind flayer spaceship yes <laughs> yes and he, he found like the captain's it was a dead spaceship like it had been ransacked yeah. it was just floating in space and he went I want to put a manifesto on the wall it was like go for it they were in an arena fight I was and they'd won the first round it was like as everyone's celebrating in victory can I run around and just throw out flight I was like yeah fine people go like, oh my god who are these guys that, that is part of your character yeah. but when yes. you just go I'm not going to do the accent because I'm bad but and it doesn't lead anywhere no and then they keep pushing it <laughs> but also they start to get funny that no one else is finding it funny yeah, yeah. funny's wrong they start to get aggy that no one else is finding it humorous or entertaining and then their playing becomes subpar to say the least yeah so that's yes the I thing. they need to find a character to yeah. do that so you threw them off the roof they, they beat the BBEG of uh, that campaign and well they decided they wanted to jump off into the ravine so yeah there was no coming back from that do I need to roll for it? No, no, it just happens. No, oh, you're in the ravine, all oh, no. Yeah. Oh, and you drown. But I was a Marshade, it was like, mate, not with the amount I rolled. Um, <laughs> Marshade don't matter, so, Hello. yeah. I think backstories are important, but yeah. you have to be open to the DM yes. going, may I, may I add something? Yeah. Because you've added something. I'm not sure how much you know about the campaign so far, what happened in the last episode, but uh, M added an NPC and went, I was in the orphanage with you and I just had to go yes and because I couldn't go I don't know you hmm. because then that scuppers okay. his plans yeah. I'll fill you in later thank you what I'm saying <laughs> it's the glassy look across my face and I was like yeah that's who wasn't here for that <laughs> I yeah, was like someone wasn't here but like um, yeah in that sense, you guys give backstories yes. but if the DM comes up to you with an idea yeah. it's always best to say or if you're comfortable yeah. with it yes and because the dm has a plan for you and he wants to flesh yeah. out your arc and that's what, what it they is want about to flesh fleshing out, out the story oh, yeah. it's like what i did for yeah. you um so like i introduced this often who is like i think i said it's two years younger than you yes. so they remembered him oh yeah yeah he didn't he remember him yeah. i didn't and know about her and they were like oh yeah, yeah i was the elfiest and i was like yeah you were biggest yeah <laughs> So nice. But then the story was because I was a tiefling and yeah. I was, or I had to make fun of you because I didn't want to be made fun of, and yeah. that was our relationship. I was yeah. like, yes, and cool. Done. But that didn't change the backstory you gave me. No. It brought it out. My, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it added another out a detail. Bit more for me, yeah. so thank you very Same much. as you. Yeah. With, you wrote that the man who took you in yeah. was uh, in the fight, but what she didn't know until she did the vision quest was. He was the man who killed her biological father. Yeah. Ah, uh, thank you for going that up because I didn't understand. No. That. <laughs> and it's the whole kind of like I was like, ah, yes, okay, yeah. soldier, nice. I will now hate every human soldier yeah. you bring in. Hence the NPC we now have. <laughs> on the flip side, was also the man that brought her into this world. Yes. Yeah. He uh, delivered. He may me. have shot, you know, shot an arrow at the biological father, but found her mother going through labour yeah. in the hut and when I can't kill a pregnant woman so I helped her give birth unfortunately she died in childbirth yeah. and, and now you, oh, then you left the baby what and he went said, yes. well he was kind of imprinted he was like I, no I can't I'm not doing this to you so he took her in kind of mm, but as best he could yeah yeah. some part out of guilt but it added another layer to yeah. what she had already given me so backstories are really important for you to connect with the character for the DM to use something in the story for if they're doing care. that homebrew yeah. I think 
the general consensus in this very, very hot room is, <laughs> my God, it's boiling in here, is write a backstory that Around you... two tieflings, it's like hell. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, write a backstory that yes. is useful to you and the DM, yeah. the part... Oh, something you're doing, Brian. You don't have to tell your backstory no. to the party. No. You don't have to say anything. As, as, as long see. as you and the DM... Can, yeah, I've learned so like, much today. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you and the DM can work together yeah. with... Yeah. Your whether it's a two paragraph or a two page backstory, yeah. as long as you can work together with what mm. you have written, that's the most important thing. Doesn't yeah. need to be long. It just no. be something someone can work with. I think that's this entire homebrew that I've made for these guys is all based off their backstories. They are following the storyline blindly to the point, apart from that person who n- understands this one bit. Yeah. And what they decide to tell the others is between them and the others. Yeah. They've all given little bits of your backstory because yeah. you all kind of went, okay, we're kind of in this, in this thing house. together. Yeah. So we know there's some sort of, I guess, adventure quest, you know, some yeah. sort of prophecy that we, we have to live up to and find out exactly what it is. But we actually don't really know much about each other. No. So you, yeah. they gave little snippets. But again, no one knows yeah, the full no, story. Actually, no, I didn't give any snippets because y'all ignored me on the phone. <laughs> you all said backstories and then we moved on. I was like, ah, fine, I'm not going to say anything. But that's good because then we've, like, we learn about you through other methods. Yeah. Yes. So you which know is, your backstory and you know what spurred yeah. you on, which and is why actually, you were like, we're friends. And I was like, we're not. Alyssa was very much like, I ain't telling you guys shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. much it's like we'll but, learn as we go. But you've sewed yours into every episode where it has come up because yeah. when there's something that we can't open, mm. you're there. I can't even remember what it's called. I'm so sorry, my brain's gone blank. But you're there with the thieves, thieves toolkit, yes, yep. to open stuff like, up. I can do or, that. Like yeah. me, please. Yeah, I had like, no friends growing up like me. Stealthy around, but that—that's it. Even though you haven't told us, yeah. we're very aware of your backstory because of how your character mm. acts around. Let's all be friends. We're like, yeah. no, <laughs> <laughs> please don't do that. Like we we get it. So even if, and I think you not being able to say it on the boat also helps your backstory because mm. you've grown up in a place where you probably were not allowed to join right, in anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so everything kind so of helps. Backstories can come out through different means. It doesn't have to be laid out on the table. Mm. It can be through your actions. And So don't worry if you're not a confident speaker at the table. Your actions will also speak volumes yeah. with the other players. Also, a good DM will help bring that story out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whether it's in-game play and it will be stuff that you might have not thought of, um, but it, you know, you all sent me your backstories. I gave you all questions straight away because I've read through and gone, yeah. okay, well, X, Y, Z. I want to know this, this, then this, and this. So if you're worried that it's quite short, don't because the DM will read it, and if they think they need more, they will ask you questions. Even if you give a detailed, you know, four-page essay, they're probably still going to have questions. Because isn't that what you did with Jordan? With Jordan. You went, well, what about this? And you went, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, I did yes. it to all of you. I read every yeah. single one. You were all different lengths. You know, if we were to write this to Harry Potter, you two are flipping Hermione with your essay. I got to uh, a page when she probably stopped here. I could go on. I'd say, like, <laughs> you stopped at a page? Why didn't I get I, this memo? <laughs> <laughs> but still, if a page is detailed compared, um, you know, uh, I'd say Callum, Sam, and... Uh, Emily were all like, you know, Harry gave me a good structure. Yeah. Uh, 
and then <laughs> Jordan, you are Ron. <laughs> you gave me like two paragraphs yep. uh, and called it a day. Um, but again, all had valuable information that allowed me to go, okay, I want to know X, Y, and Z. And then when I asked the questions, you all gave me answers. Yeah. So do not be afraid to go, I don't really know what I want too much. You, you can give a bit, just chat to them. Yeah. Done. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That concludes backstories. Yeah, for BBEG Podcast episode two, backstories and fleshing out your character. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, please go and check out uh, our map creator, Dread Maps. Dread Maps. Um, it's fantastic. It just pops. It just pops. It's so good. So yeah, go check out Dread Maps. And thank you very much for watching. What you look at? Oh, huh? yeah, I was just going to say. Uh, Dread Maps have also provided us with a link where anyone who goes onto the website using this link will get 40% off. <gasps> what? <laughs> so yeah, that'll be in the description of the YouTube video and I'm not sure who's... This is the second episode yeah. that we're recording today. Who's actually putting this on Spotify and then YouTube? I'm doing the editing. Em's doing the reaching out to creators. I'll do it. <laughs> you know, figure out. That's your. That's you will your be able to find business. us somewhere. Wherever uh, <laughs> Hattie puts it up. Look on Instagram. The link will be in there. Cause oh my god! The first episode we can actually promote our Instagram. The PBEG pod on That Insta is where you will find us. Goodbye <laughs> 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 for now. Yeah, catch us next time, please. Bye. <laughs>